Hello, and welcome to the Freak of Flourish podcast. I'm your host, Emily Uten. This is a show where we encourage you to be rooted in the Holy Spirit in order to flourish in your relationship with God. Join me as we use scripture to debunk lies that modern culture tells us. So pour your third cup of coffee and join in on the conversation. I'm so glad you're here. Hey guys, I'm happy to be back with y'all for episode 15 of the Fruit to Flourish podcast. Last week, I mentioned that I was turning 30 on Saturday, and I just had to share this incredible thing that happened over the weekend. My sweet husband, Matt, along with my closest and most cherished friends, threw me the most incredible surprise party. Um, I was so surprised, and Matt, a couple of times tried to throw me off by first saying that I needed a helmet. And um, if you don't know anything about me, helmets, I don't want to do anything that involves a helmet. Um, I mean, I guess I'll wear one if I'm riding a bike, but outside of that, I don't want to wear a helmet. And he also said that I needed a bathing suit. And so I was like, okay, I can't imagine where we're going. Um, But to my surprise, I saw all my friends uh, who had assembled, I mean, the most detailed and extravagant charcuterie table I have ever seen. Um, I jokingly told him, I guess it was about a month ago, that for my birthday, all I wanted was um, a charcuterie board, which is like basically a love language for me, and to play games, specifically fishbowl. And boy did he deliver. So all my closest friends were there. We played 90s trivia, um, which I didn't know a ton of, but I did know a couple of the answers. Um, And we played Fishbowl, which is, if you've never played, one of the most hilarious games. Essentially, it's charades, but way better and so hilarious. So it was just um, such an amazing time. And I woke up on Saturday just honestly in tears over just how thankful I am to have such amazing friends that are so sacrificial and love me so well and and just really know how to celebrate and have fun. And uh, so it was such a great weekend. We were out of town for the wedding that I had mentioned last week. And that was a great time too, just getting to see two people we love so much um, begin their life together. And just the Lord was so celebrated um, at their wedding and during their ceremony. It was just uh, really beautiful in a lot of different ways. So I'm glad to be back today on the podcast. Um, Today, well, this summer, really, idols have been a theme. And by that, I mean, the Holy Spirit has really made me aware of different idols I had in his place. And it hasn't been a particularly um, fun experience, but it's definitely necessary. So today we're going to talk about idols, like what they are and how to begin cutting them out. When you think of idols in Bible terms, you might be thinking about like tiny wooden or golden things that people carved to worship. And that was true. They did do that. Um, But I really love this definition that I came across um, a while ago while reading the Excellent Wife book, which I have mentioned um, as a recommended reading on this podcast before. And it's from Pastor Stuart Scott. And he says, what we... um, We worship what we serve, speak about, sacrifice for, seek after, spend time and money on, and trust in. 
In other words, who or what you worship is what's on your mind, what you long for or wish for, what is really important to you, and what you have your heart set on. Now, when I was talking about gold figures, you're probably like, I definitely don't have any idols. I am in the clear. But when we frame it as something that we're sacrificing for or what our heart's deepest desire is, I bet you can think of one or two things because I know I can. So consider this. If you're willing to sin to get it, I would say that it's an idol and it's become a place of worship for you. I want you to really think about what in your life you're worshiping. And maybe it's even good things um, that have ended up taking God's place, like your kids or, you know, even striving after a godly marriage. But here's the thing. When we place those things, even good things above seeking and pleasing the heavenly father, it becomes an idol. It's because we're just so sinful by nature. There have been, I mean, honestly, more instances than I even have time to explain on this podcast where I have placed things above seeking Christ. But one of them, one of the more fairly recent pivotal times was when I was working with a well-known beauty brand and I became so obsessed with doing the absolute best and striving for titles at the cost of keeping my home and playing with my kids and serving Matt well and seeking Christ. And after two years, I was just incredibly burnt out, overextended, irritable. I was really struggling deeply with comparison um, and just um, really envious of people that had things that I didn't. And I really believe that I was experiencing that because I was outside of the lane that God had for me. I was looking for validation and worth outside of what the Lord had. And honestly, when, when we're doing that, it only leans to burnout and destruction. And that is just going to be a theme of today's episode. So the Lord really started to veal, to reveal where I was idolizing titles and extra money and eventually I knew that it, it was time to let it go. And he's so good in that way because the Holy Spirit like living inside of me, he will only let me strive for so long before I come back to the Father. And I'm reminded of what I was reading um, last week in Isaiah 44, 9 through 20. And it talks about the folly of um, idols And it tells the story of a man who's in the wilderness, he finds some wood, he makes a fire, and with the rest of it, he carves an idol and he falls down and starts worshiping it, saying, like, deliver me, you are my God. And this obviously sounds ridiculous to us because it's clear that it was just a tree, you know, 10 minutes ago, and that can't save anyone. But that's what you and I do every day. We worship things that will not save us. We hustle for more money in the bank. We have kids because we think it'll fill a void that we have. Um, We refuse to give up comforts because we think we deserve those comforts. And all of these things are what the enemy uses to distract us from the one we should be worshiping. So how do we actually identify idols in our life? And I think we can ask ourselves a pretty simple question, and that is, what is my heart set on? Is it on a house that you really, really want? And if you don't get it, how's your attitude? I mean, maybe it isn't God's will for you to have, I don't know that we'll say like a $1 million house, but if not, he's still good and he'll still provide. So say you don't get it and you have a smaller, more like rundown house. 
He still provided a home, right? Is your heart bitter and angry over not getting what you want? A home is not a sinful thing to desire. So that's not what I'm saying here. But when the desire causes you to sin, we've stepped over into idolizing that thing. So here's another question I want you to ask yourself. What are you holding on to with a tight fist? Something you just absolutely cannot let go of. I challenge you to be brutally honest with yourself. If something even comes to mind and you don't want to tell anyone or you don't want to write it down, I think that speaks volumes. That's become an idol. Our desires should align with the psalmist in Psalm 119. And it's a very long chapter, but I encourage you to take just 20 minutes of your day and read through it slowly with a highlighter and see the way he delights delights in and longs for God. So here are just a couple of examples. This is not exhaustive. So I want you to go through on your own. But um, verse 10 says, with my whole heart, I see you, seek you. Incline my heart to your testimonies and not to selfish gain. It's verse 36. I delight in your law. Verse 70. Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. Verse 92. What is your meditation all the day? Is it how much money is in your savings account? Or I don't know. It could be so many things. These are just four examples. But I know you can read through and highlight more examples of seeking after and rejoicing in the Lord. Colossians 3.2 challenges us to set our minds that are things above, not on things that are on the earth. And I think we can do this by following what Philippians 4.8 says, which says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And lastly, I think we set our minds and hearts on things above by simply asking the Holy Spirit to reveal idols that you're unaware of. And I promise that he will because I see evidence of that in my own life. If you are fervently seeking the Lord, your heart's desires will begin to match his. A few weeks ago, Matt led an exhortation during worship on James 1.22, which says, let's be doers of the word, not just hearers. So what this tells us is that it's not enough to just read scripture and store it away. We have to do, we have to take action on what scripture tells us. So if Christ-likeness is our goal, and it should be if you are a believer, then we should be actively cutting out our idols as the Holy Spirit convicts us. I know that uprooting idols can be a painful process because it has been in my life, but it's worth it. There is only pain and destruction and false saviors. So this week, let's be intentional about pointing out our idols and laying them at the feet of Jesus. Next week, I'll be back on the podcast talking about vices, which I think should be a really interesting conversation. So until then, happy flourishing. 
Thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast. I hope you learned something new. If you want to talk further about today's content, please shoot me an email to the address in the show notes. And as always, you can find me over on Instagram at the Emily Uten. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review or share with a friend, not for my own praise, but so that others can find the podcast and begin learning along with us. All right, friends, see you next week. Happy flourishing. Thank you.